everyone. Welcome to the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model Podcast. This is going to be a mishmash of audio content, LinkedIn content, guest podcasts, interviews, debates, and live Q&A. We'll primarily discuss six topics that reflect the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. One, sales development versus marketing. Two, the sales assembly line or the AE-CSM split in other subdivisions versus full sales or full sales cycle sales, aka AE-CSM combined, no handoffs, no prospecting. Three, quota versus holistic goals and metrics. Four, commission versus full salary plus bonus. Five, sales versus the option of self-service to the extent desired and possible. Six, the predictable revenue model versus the buyer-centric revenue model. If you haven't already, I highly demand that you sign up for the buyer-centric revenue model community to continue the discussion and help implement the model. Join the movement of forward-thinking peers liberating and modernizing B2B marketing and sales. Achieve a better growth playbook, a competitive advantage, and more productive and fulfilling careers. Enjoy insights, data, best practices, resources, and jobs. Plus, the live Q&A on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to buyercentricrevenue.com to sign up. If you want to learn more about the model and these topics, check out my book, The Death of the SDR and the Birth of the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And now to this episode. So in this video, I want to talk about why marketing tactics are superior to sales development tactics. Because in a prior video, we talked about what marketing tactics actually are. We ran through a whole bunch like content, social media, ads, events, community, influencer, partner marketing, referral marketing, affiliate marketing, um, remarketing to previous buyers and users that changed jobs or remarketing to previous buyers that spoke to sales but didn't buy or remarketing to churn customer accounts because things have changed or you know a great website with all the information a buyer needs on the website and buyer self-service to some extent free trial freemium sandbox environment um buy now you know chat feature for sales all that stuff um and i, I wanted to so just emphasize because i think it's important to highlight the opportunity cost like if you're going to divert resources away from proper non-spam marketing into prospecting, then you give up all the benefits of, of proper marketing. Um, and that is why marketing is trying to liberate itself from sales development. They're, they're being crowded out, handcuffed, uh, counteracted um, by sales development because it's two forms of marketing competing for resources and contradicting each other. Again, that analogy of like you're at a bar and you're trying to woo a girl and you're just a jerk to her at the end. Um, is like marketing is trying to woo a buyer and the sales development just annoys buyers at the end. Um, so anyway, um, you know, marketing tactics have compounding yield or like a snowball effect. Um, and they, you know, they drive word of mouth and referrals and they build your reputation. Um, and word of mouth referrals and reputation is, is like your, is like the most key marketing asset. Um, and so marketing is a bit like investing. You know, you'll first have linear growth and then it'll become exponential from compounding yield over the long term. Um, and so, 
in contrast to that, something like prospecting where like telemarketing or email spam does not produce a snowball effect, but actually it's more like cracks on thin ice. Um, another thing to note is that marketing tactics produce real leads, um, website demo requests, or in the case of self-service free trial activations, or just people who are buying now. Um, and you know, these are buyers that explicitly request to speak to sales. Um, they're typically well-informed um, and are seriously undertaking a purchasing decision. Um, whereas with prospecting, um, the results of prospecting is buyers that are pushed prematurely to sales who are typically not well-informed and are not undertaking a serious purchasing decision, but are just trying to get information, which they should have been able to get from marketing or from the website or from their peers. Um, but marketing is handcuffed, um, and sales development has just pushed these people to sales. And so, you know, these, these, these leads are premature and not sales ready. Um, another thing to note is that marketing tactics. So this is kind of similar to, to, to this prior point is that they produce the highest quality leads, the best leads, um, in which you're most likely to be the preferred vendor or the only vendor at the table. Um, and you know, these typically these leads have like affinity, towards your brand, like marketing has been wooing them and educating them and they know a lot about you um, and they're confident in you. And so those are leads that sales loves and typically result in higher win rates, faster sales cycles, lower cost per acquisition, faster cost per acquisition payback period. Um, And so, and also sales uh, trust in marketing and respect for marketing. In other words, you get marketing and sales alignment. Um, Another thing to note is that marketing tactics um, both create demand among the 95% of buyers that aren't in the market or aren't shopping, you know, the top of funnel awareness and capture demand among the 5% of buyers, you know, that are shopping that, um, you know, uh, are in the market. So that's the middle funnel consideration stage. Um, It's not just like marketing is reactive, waiting for buyers to knock on the door. Um, another thing to note is that marketing tactics are scalable. Um, there's countless optimizations to strategy, to your audience, to your messaging, to your creative, to your channels, to your tactics, um, to your technology, to your process, to the talent, people that you have, to your budget and spend, um, and all the endless combinations and repurposing and redistribution of content, um, like, you know, going to an event, capturing content on video, and then distributing that on different channels and social media. Um, you know, all the changes that you can do in the volume and quality and output um, of, of your efforts. Um, all the constant innovation within those plays, uh, the new tactics and new tools. Um, and once you create content, um, it's, 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 out, it's eternal. It's like out there for all buyers throughout time. And social media creates, you know, network effect and people consume the content, share it with other people and their extended networks. And it just snowballs. Um, Another thing is that marketing tactics can be done one-to-one, one-to-few and one-to-many. It's not just like one-to-many air cover. Um, You can engage buyers directly in a proper non-spam way, whether it's through ads or if, if you email someone appropriately to you know, co-create content, you know, non-sales situation or to a market research interview or, or whatnot. Um, now, marketing tactics can woo buyers in any industry at any company size. You can 
tailor any tactic for big companies. So, you know, you make it clear in your messaging um, that you help big companies in your content, on your website, social media. You can co-market with big companies, you know, um, your partnerships, your, you know, influencers, uh, prospects, customers, you know, co-creating content, you know, podcast events um, or sponsorships. You can run targeted ads at big companies. You know, you could just target like a single company. Um, you can create content about why big companies need your solution. You can remarket to previous buyers and users that change jobs from one company to a big company. Um, and when you do referral campaigns, you can make it clear to your referral sources that you want leads that are big companies. Um, you can have partnerships with non-competitive vendors who have audiences in big companies or, you know, big company customers. So you can co-market into that. Um, you know, and if you, let's say you do self-service to some extent, then you're going to get a whole bunch of people and some subset of that will be big companies. Um, or if you just do proper marketing, right. And you just have a good proper marketing engine, um, and build reputation and, and generate word of mouth and do your content and ads and events and community, some subset of your audience will be big companies. Um, so yeah. Um, you know, again, this point, like you market to the people at big companies. And so, buyer preferences for how they want to be marketed to don't change because of how many coworkers they have. Um, and so the argument really that prospecting is needed for big companies um, isn't really true. In reality, it's just a smokescreen to rationalize the enormous cost and harm of sales development because it is somewhat lessened by the large deal size and customer lifetime value from a big company um, in, in expansion and retention after the initial sale. Um, and so, yeah, okay. So let's spam the buyers, of this big company, because we'll make some money back if we close them. Um, and so marketing tactics, proper marketing tactics can be done, whether your company has little money or a lot is young or mature has zero market awareness or a lot, um, has zero reputation or a great one, or you charge a little for your product or a lot for your product. Um, so it really, it's applicable to any company at any growth stage. Um, and yeah, I'll also say marketing tactics, marketing tactics are both work in the, in the short term and the long term. Um, and unless your goal of your marketing is to generate lousy leads at any cost, like right now, like if you don't care about profitability, efficiency, effectiveness, ROI, um, turning off buyers, damaging your reputation, turning off talent, opportunity cost, you know, harming sales, harming marketing. Um, if you don't care that your growth is uh, harmed, like if you don't care if your growth is less, harder, longer, more costly, then in that case, prospecting is way better in the short term and in the long term. So yeah, proper marketing works better in the short term and long term. Um, and the best time to get started, you know, there's a saying like the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. So the best time to build a proper marketing engine is now um, and get that compounding yield. The best time to start investing is now. Um, and so um, marketing tactics can be supported with like thousands of marketing software tools. Um, you know, and there's tons of marketing agencies and consultants to help you with strategy and execution. Um, so you don't need to be a marketing guru or, or genius to, to do it. You just either hire those people and turn there externally. Um, 
And so now one thing to kind of keep in mind is that marketing tactics are often um, corrupted by prospecting. So for example, if marketing is forced to generate um, contact information of uninterested buyers for sales development, then perhaps marketing will do something like let's say an event or produce a piece of content to try to get a buyer's contact information to then give that to sales development to spam afterwards. And so that defeats the purpose of that marketing uh, activity. Um, So, which brings me to my another point, which is that marketing um, is not um, like infallible um, and omniscient that like they make mistakes and not every marketing tactic is necessarily going to work and be effective um, and and be worthwhile or executed properly. So marketers may make mistakes. Um, But the whole point is that you should do as much proper non-spam marketing as possible and do it properly because it's way better to do proper marketing than it is and, and learn and make mistakes and learn from them than it is to do spam like well. So um, another thing to note is that marketing, uh, building a marketing engine takes time and it requires a long, long-term mindset and goals, even though it's also better in the short term. Um, it's just any mindset that you have, if you're trying to achieve something needs to be long-term. So you're building a product, you're building a company, you're trying to get into shape, you're trying to build relationships, you're trying to be a good parent, um, you, you know, you're trying to um, build a financial portfolio. It takes time. Um, you're trying to be a good person and you're trying to, um, you know, build your knowledge and build your character that takes time. Um, and so for marketing, it's like buyers, it takes time for buyers to, uh, eventually request to speak to sales and to become aware of you and learn about you and, um, talk to other people about you and, you know, um, become educated and understand your product and the pricing, all this type of stuff. So, you know, you just need to do proper marketing over a sustained period of time. Um, and you'll have buyers come when they're ready to come and request to speak to sales. And that's, and that's, you know, that's what an elite actually is. Um, so yeah, hopefully these are, and these are just some of the reasons. Um, but hopefully this kind of helps clarify like that there's a huge opportunity cost. If you divert resources away from proper marketing tactics, um, and into prospecting you just miss out on all of those benefits um so yeah hope you enjoyed this one and i'll catch you guys in the next one buyer centric revenue model over and out